Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. I'm the host, Rick Fox. This is the VIP, and today we have podcasting royalty in the insurance world with us. I am really glad, really excited, and looking forward to not only having this conversation myself, but getting all of you, if you don't already know, getting you the knowledge that this man has in his head and is more than happy to share with everybody out there in our great industry. Bradley Flowers, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks, Rick, for having me, man. I'm really excited. So Bradley is a founder of Portal Insurance, co-host of the Insurance Guys podcast. And if you do not, if you're not connected with him right now on especially LinkedIn, make sure to go do that right now. He shares great content. Uh, he's, if you, if you're, you're only listening to him now, you've probably seen him at a, at a show back when we could actually go to conferences and do stuff. And the great thing about Bradley, he's kind of got this cool perspective because he's working in as an insurance agent. He's a host of a podcast. He's connected all over the country to some of the, the great influencers and thinkers in our industry. Um, and so his perspective is, is, is very broad. It's not a, you know, sort of a, in a bubble, here's what Bradley thinks. It's, it's based in a lot of experience, a lot of conversations, a lot of stuff that he just, you know, jumps in on and tries. So I, I want to get that information out to all of you, to our listeners. But before we do, Bradley, please just give us a quick, you know, journey. How, how did you get, how, why are we here right now? How did you get all the way here? Yeah, Rick, and, and thanks for the, the the kind words. That that means a lot to me, and it's super humbled to come on here, um, and and come on a show, you know, represented by you and a company like Vertifor. Um, you know, I started in the industry in 2011. Uh, at the time, I was in college and managing a. Um, many of you may not know about this company. It's a company called Southern Link, and they sell cell phones that also double as like two-way radios. And they're very popular in rural areas because a lot of farmers use them because they can ah. get service, uh, you know, that you can't get on a normal cell phone. So I was managing that store, kind of managing that store. I wasn't the manager. And so it was a very hard product to sell. And uh, a buddy of mine that was selling life insurance at the time came by and he uh, watched me sell unit after unit and was like, man, if you can sell this, you can sell life insurance. So I quit my job went to work with him, Liberty National Life Insurance Company, basically selling life insurance door-to-door, -door. not actually door-to-door, -door, as people think of that, but, but pretty close. And I was so green that I remember day one, I was like, what's a full life policy? He's like, uh, that's a whole life policy? And, uh, and so I was just super green, but, but I remembered like, I, I really liked the concept of being a professional. You know, I like sitting yeah. down with people and talking about their financial situation and things like that. And kind of recognized about six months into that journey at Liberty that PNC was where it's at mm -hmm. um, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, the volume is there. And then two, you know, if Rick and I were to go 
I don't know where you're located at right now, but if let's say you're in Tampa and we go to the top floor of the tallest building in Tampa and look out, everything we can see is insured, right? Versus if we'd have went to the Super Bowl last week, and I know there's only 25,000 people at the Super Bowl, but <laughs> not everybody at that Super Bowl is going to buy life insurance, right? right? So I was like, okay, there's an opportunity here with the volume play. And so I, I left that job at about a year and went to work for Captive Agent to really learn PNC, took a huge pay cut. I think my salary was $15,000 the first year. Wow. And, um, and I, had done, I had done really well at, at Liberty and um, did that for a year, went to work for a company called Alpha Insurance, which is essentially Alabama's version of Farm Bureau, okay. was kind of in the role of an agency principal there, really, really enjoyed that company, did really well. That started where I really started cutting my social media marketing chops, three and a half, four years into that, um, had a little bit of success on Snapchat that was noticed by some people, got a phone call from the Wall Street Journal, did an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Scott, that I, that's a co-host of my podcast, saw that I had done that, um, called me or reached out to me on Snapchat. We met up. We did like a 30-minute thing just talking about the industry, kind of what we do now on the podcast. And mm -hmm. as soon as we got done, he's like, man, we should do a podcast together. And I'd never done a podcast before. That was kind of like the one area of social media I hadn't played in. And so I was like, okay, let's do it to, to check the box. Uh, you know, one thing led to the other and then ended up taking off. I essentially got an MBA for a year and a half in how to run an independent agency. Mm -hmm. um, I, it gave me the courage and the wherewithal and the knowledge to basically quit working for that company. And I started independent agency uh, March 1st of 2019. So we're almost two years at Portal Insurance. We're located in Mobile, Alabama, and we're in seven states. We've got seven employees right now. Um, so that's kind of, uh, kind of where I am now and, you know, insurance industry rise, I'm a, just a dude with an opinion that likes helping people. And that's why, uh, that's why I, I'm not only a fan of yours, I'm a fan of your show and I'm just really kind of like, for those that know me know that I, I, I pride myself on helping our industry, helping our independent channel be successful. And so when I come across like-minded thinkers, uh, that are trying to have the same passions as me. It's always a really easy conversation. Um, and I'd love to just like, we, we didn't even get started right away because we were just chatting about life stuff, which is just awesome. But my listeners need to know what's in that big brain of yours, Bradley. So um, you and I were talking about something and I want to, I want to frame it up and then have you kind of talk to where, where you see, see it from your perspective and the industry perspective. But I've talked to so many agencies uh, and the first words out of uh, like a principal or somebody in a uh, leadership position is always like, we got to get new business. We need, we need sales. We need new business. And you said something and we're kind of turning it into almost a catchphrase now that my sales is sexy, but service is even sexier. Mm -hmm. And I, I just did a, a, a rant. We call them insure rants. For those of you that don't know, go click on the, the thing. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and what we do is I ran it about retention. And the, the whole thing about retention is it does, it's not as sexy maybe as new business, but it sure has teeth on it. You have a yep. customer, keep that customer. And so when you and I started talking about service, and I think you said, you know, 80% of your mind space right now is on service. Talk yep. to me about what you mean by that and kind of what your thoughts are on how we should be looking at, you know, 2021 and beyond and sort of what that expectation is 
for our customers and what that means to our agencies? Yeah. So first off, you have to have CRM functionality in your agency for front end sales. I'm not saying that, right? Um, I think there are a lot of agencies that aren't utilizing tools that let them track their sales pipeline, their process. And I think they should. I'm not saying that's not important. Um, you know, for me, I kind of realized, you know, a year ago, Rick, if, if we would be talking about this, I'd be, and I, and like, if you could take the recording of this and play it for Bradley a year ago, I'd be like, what the heck am I talking about? Because, <laughs> you know, when you start a scratch agency, a less than scratch agency, as my friend Seth Zaremba says, like, like it's, it's sell, 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 sell. You know, we right. started this agency and if I didn't hit certain numbers in the first three months, like we wouldn't be here. Right. You know, I didn't start this with, you know, I didn't, I didn't raise money. I didn't start this with a ton of funding. And so we had to sell. Um, but as the book of business has grown and as we've kind of gotten more stable and I haven't had to, 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 to squint in anticipation every time I open my bank account, I've slowly started to realize like getting our service processes down, that's kind of like where it's at and retention, right? Because the thing is like, we're all chasing, most of us that are hiring people are all chasing that really good producer, right? Right. And, you know, a good producer here is going to do about $500,000 a month, a month, a year in, in per, you know, personal and commercial blended. I mean, I know there's middle market people that do way more than that, but for the most part, if all of us hired a producer that was doing $500,000 a year in new business, we'd be relatively happy with that person. But if I've got a $5 million book of business and I can improve my retention by 10%, that's half, that, that's $500,000 right, right. that I didn't have to pay necessarily pay someone to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I started looking at it from that, like, wait, wait a minute, if we can do things to improve retention and make us more profitable internally, like that's way better than sitting here. And, and we're still pushing a lot of sales. I mean, we're doing, we're doing a ton of new business sales every day. Like I'm focused on that too. But as far as where my headspace is, like you said, it's like, how do we improve our processes from a service standpoint? How do we make things, what I like to say, running like a top or everyone rowing in the same direction? And so one of my big like struggles with some, some, you know, some CRM stuff that, that we've dealt with with some companies is like everything's so sales focused mm -hmm. and everyone, every agent wants to buy the shiny new object that's going to help them track their sales and do more sales and texts and emails and automation and things like that. And like, for me, I'm like, I want all that for service. Like I want a pipeline for service. I want a pipeline for, for, for keeping up or where we are. And I want to be able to, you know, pull up dashboards and say, okay, this is, these, these are how many service tickets we've done in a year, or this is how many tickets we've done today. This is where we're at. This is what we're waiting on and that sort of thing. So as an agency owner, I'm much more focused on that because you don't want to get in this rat race where, you know, you're growing by 30% every year gross, but you're losing 20. So you're netting 10. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd rather net 10. I'd rather, I'd rather grow by 10 and only lose 2% than do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the model. Like, and, and I think I've talked about this in the past and you get sort of into the, your mindset where, you know, when you start your scratch, I did the same thing. When I started my agency, it was sleeping on my couch in my office so I could get up and start cold calling again. I'm old. So cold calling was a thing back then. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot more, not that people aren't doing that now, but that was how you got a hold of people. 
and you get into a mindset and you stick in that mindset. And so yeah. what I love about what you're saying is you're not saying, Hey, sales is the devil. You're saying sales is still sexy. We still got to do that, but you want to get big time growth, yeah. take care of the service piece so mm -hmm. that every sale that you're adding is growing, not replacing in your book of business. Right? Well, and I want to be clear. So my friend, Dr. Billy Williams says that average producers hide behind admin work. I think it's very easy for a lot of agencies to say, oh, we focus on retention when their sales sucks. I'm not saying that, right? I'm saying you've got to do both, but one is definitely slightly more important than the other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's, I think that's, if you're looking at it in that perspective, you're looking at it through the lens of a business owner and not through the lens of an insurance agent. And I think that's where sometimes we get, we get stuck. Our industry gets a little stuck. We all do it. I did it where you, you chase the shiny toy instead of playing with a toy that you've had in your toy box for a while. And that's a silly way to say it, but that's in essence what we're talking about. Keeping mm -hmm. your customers happy, keeping that service level. And, and I think just, just touch on this for me, but customer expectations have changed so dramatically. They, they continue to change, but talk to me a little bit about how you present that, like obviously tickets and the service and being there for them, but meeting them where they want to be met. Talk to me about their expectations and how you sort of see that the changes and, and where we're headed in that direction. Yeah. So I think Rick, so like take Amazon, for example. Okay. The reason everybody listening to this has ordered something from Amazon this year is because they make it easy to do business with them. Yep. That's, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons, but everything can be derived back to that. You know, I order my, uh, my, my supplements from Amazon, not because they're the cheapest, but because I know what I'm going to get and I know when it's going to come in. Yep. And I have, I just click a button and order it again. Right. But the, the reason we work in the, the, the so the reason that they, they did that was because Amazon is customer centric. Amazon starts at the customer and works their way backwards. What's the customer want? How do we make this easier for the customer? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to back into our processes. And I think Rick, that we work in the least customer centric industry on the planet in insurance. I really, yeah, really, really, really do. Tell me what you mean by that. I don't, I think as an industry as a whole, I don't think, and I'm talking about IA channel, mm -hmm. I don't think we make it super easy for our customers to do business with us. Oh, for sure. And I think in some ways we kind of have the blinders on, so to speak. You know, I think insurance has had a get used to it mentality for far too long, meaning this is the way we do business, Mr. Customer, you get used to it. And certainly there's some folks that have grown big enough agencies that they have the, the, they're, they're entitled to do that. But for, for us, it's, hey, how does our customer want to do business with us? And that's what we're going to do. And that's the whole premise that Portal is built on is how do we make it as easy as possible to do business with our customers? And I don't think, you know, I'm not advocating for insurance to be bought the same way you buy stuff for Amazon. Certainly, right. there's a lot bigger difference in protecting your business or protecting your home than there is buying you know, peanuts on Amazon, right? It's different. A typical, basic, generic consumer has been, like I always say, and you, you use the example of Amazon, I always say that, that our basic 
today's modern consumer has been Amazon. And mm-hmm. so their expectations have changed to click, click, buy or click, buy. Mm-hmm. And so they start the, their mentality shift has gone to, well, I can just go to Geico at mm-hmm. s- Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I will get the same thing as Monday at, at noon because it's 24 seven, it's accessible, it's easy. 15 minutes can save you 15%. So how do you get over the hump? Because I agree with everything you just said. But because that consumer has changed so dramatically, their mindset shift has gone away from, I need a prof- I don't need a professional person, like in your case, I don't need a pro to tell me what supplements I need. I know what supplements they are. And I've chosen to go the easy route, which is to go get them at Amazon. So our I people think- are thinking, well, the- our people are yeah. thinking the same thing about, yeah. and, about Geico. So how do, we, how do we change that mindset back? Yeah. And at the end of the day, Rick, all that matters is what the consumer thinks. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter what we know we are. All that matters is how the market reacts to it. That's it. And so so for us, yeah, I can't go get every one of my carriers on a Raider that's API based and build Geico without spending a crap load of money. Right. 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 Um, And I don't necessarily want to do that, but what we want to do. So, so the example I use is there's, there's some of these direct to consumer companies. Some of them already been mentioned that, uh, that we hate and they hate us. Yep. Okay. You guys know the, the ones hate, I'm talking it's about. It's a hate, hate relationship. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But I feel like as insurance agents, and I have a pretty good read on this because I see it in, in these Facebook groups, right? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody posts something about the company named after a fresh drink in one of these groups and you see how everybody reacts, right? Right. So (laughs) I think as insurance agents, we have this mindset sometimes of let's put our fingers in our ear, la, 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 la. We're not listening to that. And I think that's a bad approach because just like all the political drama going on in the country right now, just because we disagree with the way someone thinks or the way they do business doesn't mean we can't learn something from them doesn't mean we can't take a couple things away from some of these direct-to-consumer companies or some of these captive companies and implement it in our business to make our customer experience better. And so just because I don't like this company or that company or disagree with how they do business doesn't mean I'm not going to take some things and use them in my agency. And Mm so that's kind of, that's what we're trying to do is, okay, Amazon does this thing good. Okay, Geico does this thing good. We're going to take some of these elements and incorporate them into our customer experience. And, you know, for us, you know, the way I look at goals is like, okay, we have this big goal. That's kind of our 10 year goal. I'm going to break that down on a granular level. So for us, it's how do we eliminate double entry in our agency? Mm-hmm. Okay. If a customer can go to Geico or go to state farm or go to farmers or go to Allstate, the person that's taking their information down, whether it's online or over the phone, usually enters that information one time and it transfers everywhere else in their system seamlessly. Mm -hmm. So for us in portal, I'm trying to do whatever I can to eliminate double entry for my agents. And that is going to have a trickle down effect to our customers. So let me put a bow on what, what I think, like, I think the takeaway for anyone out there and let's just stay where you just were Bradley, but double entry of data is a, time suck and for agencies out there that aren't aren't thinking in exactly the same terms 
that Bradley is right now and, and giving more time back to their staff, not making double, triple entries, uh, just a waste of the day so that you can focus on the service, focus on your relationships with your customers, do insurance stuff and not paperwork stuff. That's for me, the big takeaway on the service from Bradley. I want to switch gears with you because I want to touch on, I know this is kind of your thing, but I think it's important that everybody hears. I got two more topics, but this one is content. I know that word is overused and, and you are, but you're a content master. Like you have between the podcast and the thing, all the stuff you're doing online, just talk to like, if you're out there in the world and you're kind of like you're, you're kind of engaged on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever you kind of do stuff, but you don't really know how to be not just passively, you know, voyeuristically looking at it. What, give me, give me kind of your thoughts on how do people kind of get, get in there, you know, kind of get in the game. So you have to do two things to get started with content is you have to try a little bit of everything. I would never be a podcaster had I not tried it. Right. Try a little bit of everything in the beginning. And then what happens is you can slowly migrate over to what is your thing, right? Yeah, I'll do some videos where I'm straight on looking at the camera, but that's not really my thing. So what we do is I do podcasts like this one. I have my video guy come in. He, he records for 10 minutes, which we've done in here. And that's our video. Mm-hmm. So you can find out what your thing is, and then you can break off other pieces of content from that. Um, so you have to do a little bit of everything to figure out what your thing is. Um, the second thing you must do is you must get in there and you must engage. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to get the date with that person you want to get the date with is if you go up and talk to them at the club or at the bar or at wherever. Right. Am I right? Good example. That's you're good never going to. Yeah. And so you've got to get in there and you've got to mix it up. You've got to hop on Twitter. You've got to hop on LinkedIn. You've got to hop on Facebook, Instagram and engage with people. Genuinely engage. Not, hey, I see you're an AC contractor. We insure AC contractors. Right. right. Here's a, here's my link. Like, it, 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 no, like, hey, it's a really beautiful house or like it genuinely engage with people. Love the article you wrote or hop, yep. hop in the insurance. Yeah, exactly. Hop in the, uh, I, was, I was thinking he's talking to me. I, I hadn't written an article recently. <laughs> um, hop in the, uh, hop in the, with the insurance folks and chat it up with, with, with us on there, mm-hmm. you know, engage. And that's going to, that's going to drive more people to their profile, to your profile. Um, but the benefits, man, like putting out content just, just to like, unselfishly putting out content gets me so many good things in my life. Right. I'll give you an example. And this happened yesterday. Okay. So we do a weekly vlog called making the donuts. You can find it on YouTube. It's so I have a full-time videographer in our agency. It's basically, we document things that go on in our agency and we post them on YouTube in a vlog form once a week, every Friday. Okay. Um, and it's real conversations like the, the episode that dropped Monday, which should have went out Friday, but it went out Monday. We, uh, one of our team meetings, we had a clip from it in there and it was a legitimate, like we didn't rehearse it. We didn't say, Hey, say that again. Like we, like it was the team meeting, like it was the real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, so we, we put this vlog out every week. Right. And any insurance agents listening to this that think content is for suckers, I'm about to change their mind in one sentence. So I'm in my office yesterday working. Um, I hear somebody knocking on the door out front. We're closed to the public right now, obviously. I hear somebody knocking on the door up front. My uh, front desk guy lets, lets the person in. 
and I hear a, a, a lady's voice say, hey, can I speak with Bradley real quick? Yeah, sure. Hang on. Hey, Bradley, somebody's here to see you. Hold on, Bradley. Your first thought is, okay, what have I done wrong, right? I mean, that's the first thing you thought? Yeah, I'm like, okay, what's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I park my car? What, what happened? Am I, what, yeah. am I in trouble? <laughs> well, what's funny is I just hung my sign out. We This is a new office location we're in. We just moved, and I just hung my sign out front, and I'm like, I, I've, I was thinking, like, I'm sure I put that in the wrong spot. Anyway, <laughs> right. so I walk out, and it's a carrier rep for a carrier <laughs> we don't have, and she says, I'm a big fan of making the donuts. I watch it every week. I want to appoint your agency. Wow. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that happens. Like yeah. when you put out content that's genuine, authentic, real content, even with, I mean, you, you can put stuff out that's like, hey, click below to get a quote. You can do yep. that. Yep. I don't, that's not my style. But when you put content out, like, if nothing else, like when you, when I go to, I went to a networking event yesterday, first networking event I've been since probably March of last year. Um, and I was all masked up, of course, but people like I've met people there. They're like, Hey, I see your stuff online. I really enjoy it. I don't have like, there's plenty of people that, that have way more followers than I do. I don't have a, like, like, you know, a couple thousand on each platform, but it makes that prospecting a lot easier. You know, when yeah. we cold call businesses or we call businesses or we work with businesses, like they, they know who we are, they know us and things like that. So there's just a lot of benefits from that. And that's like you putting out content around centered around your business is, is the 2020 version of building your reputation is right. what it is. That's, right. that's what it is. And if you look at it in terms of like, I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I, I've told this story before, but going, when I went back to Vertifor, I was like, we're, we're just way, way too big of a company to not be doing a lot more stuff to help our, to help our industry, to be mm -hmm. thought leaders in the industry. Um, and to your point, like I get, I get notes all the time from people that, that have nothing to do with business, yep. but I've also been in meetings where the fact that they've listened to a podcast or seen me on a webinar or in a, at a conference, it, it speaks to who you are. It speaks to your genuineness, if that is a word, mm -hmm. in our industry. And that's why, that's why you resonate with so many people, Bradley, is because you, you truly do want people to get better. You don't look at it as self-serving. You don't look at it as selfish to get business. You've, but, but the end result of it the, the part that's not tangible is it all comes back in spades, right? It, it's it's yeah. going to be a positive thing. So whether you feel like you want to go become a podcaster or a vlogger or any of those things, just get involved, yeah. get involved socially, you know, and even like I, I mentioned briefly, but if somebody writes an article or they share something, say, thanks for sharing, just like this, start yeah. doing those kinds of things and get in, in an interaction. Like I, I do something called Monday Motivations and we get great feedback on the, on the podcast, but the little videos that I do on Monday mornings, they on LinkedIn, I get, I have full conversations just from those. And it's really, it's, it becomes very rewarding just that you feel like you're helping people. So yeah. uh, like I said, Bradley, I'm, I'm a huge fan and I'm, I am, I am commanding everyone that's watching to go connect with Bradley. So tell us, so I know we've got the insurance guys, podcast now making the donuts is a podcast as well right making the donuts is a vlog and video oh, it's a vlog. form okay. yeah okay. vlog All and right. video form it's on youtube if you just search making the donuts bradley flowers i believe that'll come up um you can text me if anybody wants to text me my number is 251-237-9383 um we'll be happy to chat with you there 
um, Instagram, Bradley Flowers underscore underscore at the end. Um, but yeah, reach out to me. You know, it's I not many people helped me when I started. So, you know, our mission with the podcast and is to help as many people as possible. You know, I'm an insurance agency guy. I'm an insurance agency owner first yep. before I'm anything else. You know, I give advice on things that I've done. Um, I, I enjoy, I'm, a, I'm in a constant state of testing. I'm always testing different things inside and outside of the agency. And, you know, I had an agent this morning reached out, Hey, I have this problem. What do you think I would solve it? I was like, well, we were able to accomplish that with VAs, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, pl- please, you know, if anybody, you know, anything, please reach out. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just fun to give back, man. And, and, you know, the thing is too, Rick is like, literally once a week I get a referral from an agent in a random state that has a client moving to South Alabama where the beach mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And it, they're, they're like, I know one guy in Alabama. I know, know a guy. So, I know so, a guy. <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, that's, if you want to look at like, how do you write insurance directly from all this? Like that's certainly one way, right? Sure. Sure. Well, and just being a good dude. So Bradley, uh, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm my, my point of contact with Bradley is mostly LinkedIn, but I'm, I'm always excited when something pops up to watch his videos, watch the little snippets that he puts in to, to click a button and go to one of his podcasts. So definitely connect with him on LinkedIn as well. Um, thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. We'll, we'll do it again. Cause I, I, I think Absolutely. there's other topics we should do, but, but uh, thanks for being on man. Thanks Rick. It's humbling to, to be asked to come on. Appreciate it. So everybody, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also go to vertifor.com, click the resources tab, click on podcasts, subscribe there because we give extra content, extra stuff that for only those that are subscribed there as well. Again, Bradley Flowers is our guest. He was awesome. Get connected with him. And like he said, as it relates to service is the sexy thing going right now. Sales are great. But build, you want to build, you want to grow, you want to get that, those, those big jumps year to year, make sure you've got your service model in place and start becoming a content person. Get engaged socially. It is an important thing. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, and if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.